just standing there by the coffee machine making coffee get myself a cup sit down log into arena it's like 1204 and i just don't see the, the login anywhere <laughs> i was like what is going on and then it just instantly dawned on me that wait last time people were complaining that there's some weird sign-in period for day two and they missed it <laughs> and i was like oh shit so oh. i go to the arena state of the game you know website and it's like make sure you sign in by 9 p.m like pst and i go time in pst and it's like 904. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awful. Yeah. And hilarious. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode four of uh, Arena Regulars. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we are regulars on MTG Arena. Yeah, it's our favorite bar now. It's our bar of choice. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Beer's cheap. Yeah. Games are fun. Exactly. Well, the beer's not that cheap. That's but, true. Yeah. The games are fun. <laughs> the games are fun. <laughs> if you get to play them. Exactly. And don't forget to yeah, register. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this doesn't happen to me often, but it does. But it does. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a great show for you today. Um, we're going to be talking about the Arena Open. Uh, Jeff will go into detail about that. Yeah. Then we had a season reset. And then this weekend we have the league weekend. We have some hot takes for you. Um, but before that, uh, each episode, we both bring our own beer. We drink our own beer and then drink each other's and then rate them on a scale from bronze to mythic and then choose the best for last. So, Jeff, what do you have for us today? Today, I have a beer called Breakaway. This is a IPA. It's five and a half percent. It claims to have notes of mango, pineapple. So I have to twist the can. Oh, and peach. <laughs> Uh, it's like a bright yellow can with this really wavy text all over it, so that's why I have to twist the can to read what it <laughs> says. I've never tried anything from this brewery, so I'm excited. Nice. I have Broadhead's Blueberry Blonde. Um, its name is Blueberry Blonde. Okay. <laughs> it's 5%. Uh, it's got a gear on it. I think all Broadhead's uh, cans have gears and then just different colors, and this one is blue, of course, for the berry. Makes sense. Yeah. In magic news this week, um, there was a festival that happened, Mastermind. Mm -hmm. um, you got a bunch of card styles if you joined it. It was uh, kind of fun. You get a 180-card standard deck that they build for you. It was like party-themed, right? Yeah, it was kind of party-themed and like plus one, plus one counter-themed. And there were no lands. Yeah, there's no lands. So it's five colors, and you just discard a card from your hand to get a land that taps for five colors. And I assume you, you can only do that once a turn. Once a turn, yeah. Okay. So it, it kind of has that feel to it. Most of the time, you're just trying to get card advantage uh, against your opponent. Um, it's very strange. It also feels kind of luck of the draw, because like you don't know what you're going to get. Also, there's no mulligans. So like you just get your hand. Um, but if you played it, it was great. Um, it looked like it's some cool card style rewards. Yeah, I that's almost played in it. But yeah, <laughs> that's basically why I did it, because I just wanted to continue to get all those card styles. Right. Um, also, Kaladesh Remastered, the pre-order for it is November 5th, so that's Exciting. Thursday. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. The official release was announced uh, yesterday, I believe, for November 12th, So, and the card image gallery is up. Yeah, I assume not quite everything is up there. We that's were talking about this, yeah. um, because there was kind of one Kaladesh invention masterpiece on there. Uh, we'd think there'd be more than one. It seems One seems like a weird number, right? It does seem strange. And it was sculpting steel, which would be an odd include as the yeah. only inclusion. So it also goes with the Kiri, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Maybe anyway, they're waiting to reveal more. Um, but. Next week, we're going to talk a lot more about Kaladesh Remastered, so yeah. um, stay tuned for that. But we did want to talk about the pre-order, because we can do that this weekend. Right, starting Thursday, I think. Yes, Thursday. Um, yeah, so this is $30. And it comes with 10 Kaladesh Remasters booster packs. Mm -hmm. Then it comes with uh, 
three draft tokens. So you can use these to enter a premier draft event. A playset, so four copies of Ether Hub, and one Ether Hub alternate art card style. And again, it's $30 for that bundle. So let's break this down a little bit. Yeah. So kind of the place to start is what's $30 in Arena Talk? Yeah. And so you get 20,000 gems for $100, means a dollar's about 200 gems. Yes. So this is 6,000 gems that you're essentially could bu- could be buying with $30 yes. uh, instead of this. You can't do that. You can't just buy $30 worth of gems. No. Uh, but, but we kind of talk everything in the $100 uh, range. Dollar to gem conversion. Because here, it's yeah. the easiest one and it's also the best way to do it. Most right. of the time you should be It's better to save conversion. up your money and buy 20,000 gems than it is to yes, buy a little exactly. bit at a time. But usually the first thing we break down is the draft tokens because they're really the easiest thing to talk about. Yep. So a draft is, uh, for a premier draft, it's uh, 1,500 gems. Easy. Right. So three drafts, 4,500. Boom. So you, in order to make this worth it, the rest of it has to be worth 1,500 gems. Yes. Now, 10 Kaladesh Remastered Booster Packs. Uh, We don't value packs that highly. I think what we came out with is about 27 gems a pack. Yes. That comes from, they give you 20 gems for a rare, 40 gems for a mythic, and the assumption that uh, only the rare slot's really valuable in a pack. Exactly. Now, because Kaladesh Remastered is a historic format, it's kind of the only way to get these cards. It kind of makes the packs a little bit, like, they're, they're a bit better than a regular, like, a Zendikar pack is not worth the same as a Kaladesh Remastered. Pack. Agreed, yeah. Uh, so we kind of came up, we said, like, about 50? It's hard gems? for me to imagine them being worth more than 50. Yeah. So 10 packs, then you're at 500. Right. And so that brings us up to 5,000 gems. Mm-hmm. A playset of Ether Hubs is pretty much worthless because Ether Hubs an uncommon. Yeah. So uncommons just aren't really worth anything, and so the long and the short of it is uh, this Ether Hub alternate art card style has to be worth about a thousand gems to you, which is about five dollars. Yeah. So if you would spend five dollars on that alternate art, then you can consider buying this. Yeah. And I think if you wouldn't, then you probably best spent just buying drafts or buying gems to buy drafts and packs. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's kind of how we feel about it. Um, do whatever you feel like. I'll probably just do it anyway. Because <laughs> I kind of like having them in there and ready, and it it feels nice to have a pre-order on it. It's also just not that far off, right? Yeah. It's not that far off what you should get for $30. It's not so. egregious. Like, oh my gosh, that's right. not even close to what I want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we feel about it. Um, but obviously make up your own decisions, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> we can, but we won't. I mean, we can, and we will, but uh, yeah. you can do whatever you want. All right, so how was your week on the arena? On the arena, it was good. I drafted a lot. I drafted a lot of older sets. I was basically playing um, a lot of uh, Eldraine and Theros, uh, so much so that I did not have enough gems to play in the arena. <laughs> we'll get to that later. So, whoops. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was good. I mean, I was basically just trying to build up my card pool. I'm any still any last minute sort of scrambling for rank here? <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of that, yeah. maybe. You know? End of season. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll see. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I was drafting a lot. Uh, interestingly enough, because I fully planned on playing in the arena open, so I mm-hmm. should have been playing practicing standard, <laughs> but I was just having a great time drafting. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing it on our arena regulars account, just because whenever I'm going to draft, it feels better to draft there because I'm building up that collection. Yeah, and I didn't want to use any of my gems I had saved up for the arena <laughs> so, open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why you did that. Okay, yeah. I see now. Uh, but yeah, just I'm loving this draft format, mm-hmm. so I kept on drafting away. 
So let's talk about the Arena Open then. Yeah, so basically it's a two-day event. Um, day one, you can play best of one or best of three to qualify for day two. Mm. Uh, but all of day two is best of three. Um, it's open to anyone that has 4,000 gems or 20,000 gold, which was not me. <laughs> for some reason, was wasn't not, Oops, you. my bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you know you can see the exact details if you go to the October 2020 state of the game. Um, if you're interested in what type of thing you can expect in the future, uh, they might tweak it because this was their first time offering best of three. Mm -hmm. But essentially, to go to do make it to round two, best of one, you had to do seven wins before you got to three losses. Best of three, four wins before one loss, and then there are like various gem prizes for partial results. I call them so. Yeah. The gem rewards for best of three were better, right? If you get to three wins, you had actually made gems. You got 5,000 for your 4,000 uh, that you paid to enter. Whereas best of one, you always lose gems. Even if you win all seven matches, you seven still. and oh, you still only get half <laughs> your entry back at 2,000. Yeah, so that's a little rough. So it depends whether you kind of want to keep playing mm -hmm. or you want to, you're just mo only concerned with qualifying uh, yeah. which one you'll play. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll do our tournament reports. You kind yeah. of uh, already gave yours. My tournament report <laughs> was uh, undefeated. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. A lot like my day two results. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I didn't play. I Yeah, that's basically it. That, that's all I have to say about uh, the tournament. I'm a, I'm a little bummed just because, uh, well, obviously it's fun talking to you about it. Yeah. Um, do you know what you would have played? I was going to play Girl Adventures. Nice. Um, just because I've been playing... Um, that list a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still. I was playing Emma Handy's list for a long time, and I didn't have another one really set up. So I felt. I felt a little. I don't know about it. So I, I didn't feel great. Um, so I'm kind of okay that I didn't play because I knew I was probably going to get smashed. But um, oh, you never know. But yeah, I, I. I'm just happy that they have something like that that you can do. So. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I did play in it. Mm -hmm. um, Normally, I would have some sort of crazy brew that I've been working on for like three weeks mm -hmm. and I think is good against the metagame, but it's not. Uh, that would be my normal <laughs> thing to have at this point. Uh, but I didn't actually have that. So yeah. I kind of had dismissed the crazy brew I was working on already. Yeah. And uh, it was only a week before, so I didn't have a new one yet. Uh, so I decided, let's just play whatever we think is the best Bone Crusher Giant deck. Okay. Because I think that's the best card. And so let's Solid. just play the best the deck that uses the best card the best. And so for me, it was between Gruul Adventures and Rakdos. Mm -hmm. And I decided, well, Gruul Adventures uses the card the best because it yes. has, you know, uh, the, the Adventures theme, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I went with Gruul Adventures. I just went right on to Magic.gg, deck lists, <laughs> Ray Sato, because I know he went 11-1 and one with Boom. Gruul Adventures. Yeah. And I copied that list. I made one change. I changed... Um, uh, card on the sideboard, I wanted another copy of the Akroan War, because that's good against Gruul. Mm -hmm. So I wanted, I knew there was going to be a lot of Gruul in this event, so I changed the sideboard a little bit to reflect that. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. 74 cards of Ray's choosing, one card of my choosing. Uh, Didn't we, I'm pretty sure we just talked about how you shouldn't necessarily <laughs> take deck lists from, that was fine. That was <laughs> from fine. the League Weekend. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, yeah, I probably would have done it. I just think his deck was perfect. I don't know what I would have changed. I mean, going 11-1, like, that's, uh, you know, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, and so then what I actually did is I went back when I had a bit of time, and I found Ray's stream, because mm -hmm. every MPL player streamed their event. Right. Okay. And I just skipped to when he was sideboarding, and I wrote down 
in each matchup what he was what sideboarding. You, interesting. The, and so that is really smart. Yeah, I made a nice little uh, like sideboard deck tech for myself. Yeah. Um, As a horrible sideboarder, that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, it was really helpful. I have never thought about that, and I will definitely... And it's great because every MPL and Rivals player streams the League Weekend. Yeah. So if you're ever playing a deck that you know somebody who did well was playing, mm -hmm. you can go in and just copy their sideboard plan. That's fantastic. Um, the problem was, sometimes I like would like to sideboard one way if I'm going on the play and one way mm -hmm. if I'm on the draw. And Ray was just never going on the play. He always won. And so he was always oh. sideboarding, so assuming he's beyond the draw. And then yeah. he'd win that game and wouldn't have to sideboard again. Like, Interesting. He just okay. dominated this yeah. event. He just kept winning. Uh, so most of my sideboard matchups were only for if I was going to be on the draw. Yeah. <laughs> if I won game one. But yeah, so I played best of three. Mm -hmm. The reason I was thinking to do best of three is that um, if you think you're sort of an above average player. Mm -hmm. If you think you're better than the average player in the tournament, best of three ostensibly benefits you. Yep. Because let's say I have a 60% win rate. What are my odds to win a best of one game? Well, 60%. Yeah. But if it's best of three, I now have to win two out of three. So that's like a 60, a 60, and a 40. Mm -hmm. Or it could be a 60, a 40, a 60, right? So you end up getting something like a 70-something percent win rate out of best of three, if your win rate in a single game is 60%. Yeah. Because you're just, you know, imagine you're flipping a weighted coin, yeah. obviously, to have it come up uh, the lighter side twice out of three times is un less likely than just once. Right. So that's the reason you would do best of three, and that's why I did it. So, okay, I first try... So for those who don't know, you can enter this event multiple times. As, may, as long as you have the, the gems, the yeah. gems or the gold, <laughs> you can keep going. So. And I had 8,000 gems almost exactly, so I had two entries. <laughs> so I tried uh, first try. In the first match, I played against red-white aggro. Aggro tends to be a really good matchup for Gruul. The only thing is this person was main decking, I'm pretty sure, four copies of the Akron War, which just dunks on Gruul. It's a yeah. very good card against me. Mm -hmm. But I managed to win that. Uh, I think I was able to kind of control their Winotas, and they weren't able to get Winota at the right time kind yeah. of thing. So it was really tight, though. And then I, in round two, I played Gruel Adventures Mirror Match, which are always really tight. I mean, I ended up having to win, to win that match. I had to play some kind of really crazy line where I was willing to take 16 damage from their uh, Mammoth they had Mammoth, Fabled Passage, Embercleave, mm -hmm. and I was pretty sure they had Embercleave, so I decided not to block and just eat the 16 damage, uh, and then I was able to win with Questing Beast plus Embercleave. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, those are nuts. Like it's exact, exactly lethal. I feel like most of the time when I see mirror matches, it's just like, or I'm playing mirror matches, it's just me watching them do better than what I, like, all the things I wanted to do, you're doing. I'm like, right. oh, that sucks. Oh, look how many cards they drew off their innkeep. That's Mine got stomped right away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. It's probably not my fault, yeah. even though definitely should have just not thrown it out there. So I was really happy at this point, right? Because I thought I was playing really like tight. Both games were extremely complicated, and I was happy with the way I played them and managed to squeak out a victory. Round three, I get paired against this mono green skew tape slash food combo deck, <laughs> and they just skew tape me like with the dream hand. So they, they play skew swarm on turn three. Mm-hmm. I luckily have Stomp to kill it. But then on turn five, they have some crazy Skute Swarm plus, like, evolve onto it with the Migratory Great Horn to get mm -hmm. all these lands and a bunch of their tokens. 
and then the next turn they have the auspicious star X. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. there's like twelve creatures that are all seven sevens and anyways. There's I, nothing you can do and No, literally nothing. Short yeah. of killing them with Embercleave, which I just didn't have the board to do. Yeah. Before they got their third Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever. Seven seven. And then in the next game, I just drew... We had a really tight early game, and then we go into top deck war, and I drew seven basic lands in a row. (laughs) Not even, like, Fabled Passages or Evolving Wilds to thin my deck or any of my spell lands. No, it was, like, Forest, 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 Forest Mountain, Forest Mountain. (laughs) Like, oh, cool. (laughs) Uh, So then, if you lose even once in best of three, you're out. So you're out of there. I'm out. You're done. So second try. Log right back here. (laughs) (laughs) Round one against rogues. Not much to say here. The rogues player just kind of didn't do their thing. It's one of the only times I've seen rogues just not do its thing at all. Yeah. It wasn't really milling me. It wasn't killing my stuff. I don't know what was in my opponent's hand, but I just kind of killed them with two uh, of those 1-1 haste with landfall. Yeah. yeah. A couple of those out and Mm -hmm. just ran, ran away with the game. Yeah. Then I played Gruul Adventures Mirror in round two. Again, really, really tight, but uh, the Akron War out of the sideboard comes in big. And then round three, Celestia Adventures, which is green-white adventures. Um, I don't know if it's just the way the cards lined up in that match, mm-hmm. but it felt unwinnable. Really? They just had so many... They have a lot of one-drop mm-hmm. adventure creatures, so they just draw cards off the innkeeper like crazy. Then they have Questing Beast, and they have Giant Killer which is an adventure right. creature that kills almost everything in my deck. That you play, yeah. And then the Elspeth Conquers Death, which just... That's true. Gruul does not really want to play against Elspeth no, Conquers Death. that's a horrible card. So anyway, that match, matchup felt horrible. Uh, yeah. And I lost it in extraordinary fashion. Yeah, I haven't really seen the Celestine Adventures deck. I've heard a lot about it. I haven't yeah. played against it really. That was the, I didn't even know it was a deck until this one just just kind of crushed me. Yeah, I've heard about it. I know it. that in the Red Bull Untapped event, people were playing it. Yeah, um, I think probably because it has a good Gruul matchup would be the reason to play. That probably is right. Um, um, that's how it felt from the Gruul side. It was just like, I can't do anything. This Elspeth Congress death is making my Ember Cleave uncastable. Yeah. And it already took away my 5-5, five five and it's going to get only, something back now. Yeah, it's going to like kill your best creature. Yeah. Look at your hand. No, no, that never mind. That's, that's Nightmare. That one's, that one's not as good because that's not as good. Your the little creatures. ones. It hits yeah. the, the Brushfire Elemental. And the uh, innkeeper. Yeah. But yeah, so it kills your biggest creature, then you can't cast your Embercleave because it costs too much. Right. And then they bring something back, and you're like, great. So at this point, I just took a break. I played these in the af- maybe mid-afternoon. But you did well enough that you got some Well, that's the back, thing. Right? I was expecting, oh, that's my two things and out. But actually, two wins gets you 2,500 gems, so I did have enough for so, one more entry. There you go. So I decided to just take the afternoon, spend it with my wife, and do other non-magic-related stuff. What? What is I know. That? I don't Crazy, know. Right? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, and then late at night, after she went to bed, I was like, all right, let's try again. But because, like, the skew tape thing... I felt like there was nothing I could do. I, I just ran into this combo deck that had the dream draw. Yeah. That I think normally I should be favored against this deck. But hey, they had the draw. And so I'm just out of the event. Because mm-hmm. if you lose a single best of three match, you're out. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, just what I think is kind of just a bad matchup, out of the event. Mm-hmm. So this time I decided to play best of one. And I went seven and two. So... That's what, that's a, as bad a record as you can have to make it to day two, but hey, I did it. Um, played against all sorts of stuff, so mono red, a uh, couple of gruel, mm-hmm. some 
total home brews, a couple of Yorion decks, and rogues, you know. So, uh, everything on the map. I beat Yorion in the last round to move in, Esper Yorion, which I think is a really That's, good matchup, yeah. I think. Um, I guess they have Elspeth Conquer's death too, yeah. but they're just, they don't have the early game that the Celestia Adventures deck does, so you can try, try to, to kill them her. before they get to yeah. that point. And yeah, so I made it to day two. You did? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank That's you. what everyone Thank was you. trying to do. That's right. Wow. Third time's the charm. Exactly. Uh, and I think that's sort of what you can expect, two, three, four tries to actually get into day two, if yeah. you're, even if you're a strong player. Like, even if you're better than me, like a lot of the pros were, some of them, I think some of them were even taking like seven or eight tries, because wow. sometimes you just get unlucky, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, that's true. That happens. Also, they're streaming, so they're just like, eh, let's go again. That's true. Cause, and sometimes they're playing like mono red ramp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then... Day two rolls around, and I don't know if you know this, Zach, but there's actually a two-hour window. Interesting. No, I didn't notice that from your your story earlier. (laughs) (laughs) When you have to sign up for day two before you're just not allowed to play in it anymore. Yeah, so just so everyone knows, everyone should know this, there is a registration window on day twos of events like this. Mm -hmm. You have to sign in by that window. You can play any time throughout the day that you want. Which is odd, but... Yes, it's it's kind of strange, but these are the rules... Um, they apparently do tell you when you get your token. Yeah, so I was complaining to Zach. They didn't tell me when I got my token. Nobody told me. And then what? it's on their Twitter. When you get the token, it does tell you. It's on the <laughs> website. It's on the event yeah, page. It's, it's on. So just make sure you don't just jump right through that stuff. Because honestly, if I'm playing an event, most of the time I'll just worry about day one and won't worry about day two because I'm assuming I'll Yeah, and you just there. want a close battle to win an end. For me, I was six and two. I have to win this to get Yeah, in. and so you're just like... Yes, I yeah. did it. And Thanks for my reward. Click, click, click. Yeah, and then you're yeah. done. Um, so yeah, just make sure you know what the rules are for the next day so you don't uh, miss it. Also, uh, don't forget to set an alarm for that as well. Um, yes, that's a good idea. Just, just prepare your whole weekend. Prepare as if you're going to go to day two right. every time. Because that's kind of your goal, right? So why would you prepare not to? Yeah, and I was just thinking because you can play it at any time that there's no real reason to have this sign-in time, but who knows? I mean, I, I don't exactly know why they have that. It could be a legal thing because they're giving out money. Yeah, because you actually get like real financial prices, but I, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, so anyways, I had a great time. It, did, it was a bit of a feel-bad when I signed <laughs> sign in four minutes after the registration period I closes. get immediately just a Discord <laughs> message like, oh my God, what <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, this is the worst. Um... But, uh, but uh, it's my fault, right? So it's it not is, like this information was not available. Was hidden or anything, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was your fault. Um, I won't make that mistake again. Let's you, I won't make that mistake ever. There you go, yeah. If <laughs> I ever get there. My pain is your... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just a lesson for <laughs> your me. Your benefit. Uh, but after finishing the event, how do you feel about like just the best of one or best of three format like, well, for day one? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it is interesting. And, and from what I've seen in the talk of the community, it kind of goes... People go different ways. Mm -hmm. The thing about the best of three win rate is true, right? Yeah. The problem is that best of three is really unforgiving. Just losing a single match, which can happen to anyone at any time. For any reason. For a number of reasons, exactly. And you're out. Yeah. I think it's just too unforgiving. Yeah. Best of one. I'm about to say best of seven. Best of (laughs) one, you're allowed three losses, three game losses, and you can have some wins in there and collect your head and stuff. So I, I think in the future I would play best of one, not just because I happen to qualify with best of one, I didn't with best of three. 
but I think it is, if all you care about is qualification, mm -hmm. I think it is the right way to go. You can play more cues faster. Yeah. Let's say you had infinite gems. Mm -hmm. If you get, happen to get knocked out, you can jump back in again faster. Um, there were some people who claimed that they did some math on average number of wins if you just continuously played best of one and continuously played best of three, and allegedly best of three is fewer. Um, I don't know if I believe that, but... Yeah. Because you need to win eight wins in best of three, and you only need to win seven, seven wins, wins in best, best of one. Best yeah. Of one. And ostensibly, you could lose like it, you could lose one match in every round and go eight and four. Yeah. In terms of games, in best of three, and mm -hmm. just play twelve games. Um, I think I would play best of one in the future. The other thing is that, in my experience with this <laughs> event, the first couple of rounds um, were kind of buys in best of one. They were people who were playing literally like random commons. Like I think maybe even the color decks or something. Wow. Um, maybe I just got lucky, quote unquote, mm -hmm. to run into these people. But uh, from watching streams and stuff too, usually your first or second round is not a real deck that you're playing against. Interesting. So it doesn't um, mean you can't lose to it. I lost to one of these random homebrew white decks. It was one of my losses. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you don't know what's going to happen. Also, it's hard. Like, what are you playing? Like, yeah. you can't really <laughs> prepare for anything. Um, so. Yeah, just be ready for that. If you're going to build a deck that, or use one of the decks they give you, know that it's not built for this event. Yeah, so that is one thing I wanted to mention because yeah. I ran into people that, I mean, they ha clearly had some rares and mythicars that they threw in there, but mm -hmm. uh, it seemed like the deck was mostly singleton and... Kind know, of like so. a mishmash of... It wasn't right. focused and... Yeah, this is not really the event if you just kind of threw a, an arena account together exactly. recently and... Yeah, anytime there's actual money on the line, like uh, people are gonna go hard. Right. Uh, and so, just to avoid your own feel bads, if you're happy with bringing it and and just you playing, just want to have fun, that's totally yeah. fine. If you can do that with your gems, that's great. Um, power to you. But, but you might uh, be used to the play cues where you're matched against decks of equal rare counts yes. or power level. Or yeah, because that's what the rare, that's what the play cues are. They just match you against other decks that have a similar count, like number of rares that you right. So this will not do that. This is, you're going to be, no. you could play against anyone. You could play yeah. against pro players. Like you can play. You could play against the number one ranked player in the MPL's deck list. Exactly. Piloted by some guy who doesn't set alarms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you could play against Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> then you get your buy too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just uh, keep that in mind um, for the next one that comes around. I don't know when the next one is. Um, they don't usually announce them that far in advance, but they tend to be every two, three months. Okay. Something like that. All right, so it will be into Kaldheim, um, close to Strixhaven, probably. I would say that's probably... What we expect. I might I might suggest that there's just going to be one, like, Kaldheim one. That would make... Maybe yeah. they have four, and it's in each... Uh, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. I could get that. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, Jeff, how's your beard doing? I need another one. How about you? I would also like another beer. <laughs> and so with that, we're going to a beer break. Okay. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, man, these are really fizzy. Yeah, I know. It happened to me, too. Yeah, the first one got you, and this yeah. one definitely got me. Uh, and you've given me a blueberry blonde here. So. Yeah. Taste it. Hmm. This is a breakaway IPA. Isn't it? Hmm. Fruity notes of mango, pineapple, and peach. 
Okay. All right. Now I kind of understand what that taste was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Zach had to do the full 360 of the can to, yeah. to read that, by the way. I was just like, I definitely didn't listen to when you were talking about it earlier, yeah. so now I have to go back. Yeah, me neither. This is blueberry? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, mm-hmm. hey, something cool happened over the weekend, or not so cool, depending on your point of view. Yeah. The arena ladders reset? Reset. Yeah. Tears. You tiered down. Yeah, so you basically move down exactly two tiers. So if you were in Mythic, you go down to Platinum 1. And then if you were Platinum 3, you would go down Gold 3, Silver 3. Yeah. You see? So you just always exactly down two. If you're Bronze or Silver, you plummet all the way to Bronze 1. Yeah. So Or Bronze 5. What I had a question about this is that I was definitely... Well, I was Diamond in Constructed and Platinum in Limited. Mm-hmm. I definitely went to two Golds. Of different, smaller tiers, but I definitely went gold, gold, and I was surprised by this. Instead of going to silver, they changed it then. Because I def I didn't go to silver in limited. I went to like gold four or something. Even Even though limited, you were only in platinum. I was platinum like uh, I was actually I was around like platinum two, I think. Um, No, you should have gone to silver. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised because I wanted to be in silver a little bit because it's fun. I mean, I really do enjoy being at a lower tier for a little bit and being able to just play. It just it's so just all over the place. It's great. Well, it's especially nice and limited because you get to farm those gems. Yes, right? so you get to farm <laughs> gems and, and maybe a bit scummy, but you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel <laughs> yes, I feel a little scummy. It does feel better to be like, wow, that deck is four colors? Right. <laughs> okay. You know, or whatever. Um, Interesting. Maybe they changed it. Maybe they changed it. I thought it was just too full. Because I was ready to be like, that's exactly what it is. But so I don't know. Now hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what's going Interesting. on. Interesting. Um, or I'm, maybe it's different and limited than constructed now. Or I just had a glitch. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you got you got spotted a few ranks there. They're like, hey, this guy's this guy's used to stay in gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a gold player. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that tries to drop down to silver to take advantage of his opponents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, that was kind of strange to me, but... But yeah, resets happen every month in Arena, which is a lot of turnover. Uh, yeah. It can be frustrating if you don't play enough to ever really get up to Mythic. You keep, or you it can be... Back down. Well, yes. Or it can be awesome because you get all this stuff each time they reset. Yeah, because every season reset, uh, you get some sort of prize payout in gold and packs based on how well you did that season. Yeah, most of the time it's like you get to... Uh, the gold goes up pretty quickly in like... Uh, through silver and gold, I think. Right. But once you get to platinum, the gold stays the same, and they just kind of add an extra pack, I think. Yeah, I love how like your reward for making it to mythic is like five packs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Come on, you can't like... give me a little more than that. I made not it even... to mythic. Yeah, <laughs> five packs is not even one rare wild card. Yeah. So like, give me six packs. Give me one rare. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> one rare of my choosing. Um, but yeah, I with that. But hey, it's all bonus, and it yeah, happens every month. So. Exactly. So you get some free stuff. Uh, but with that being said. I wish they gave out some wild cards. That'd be cool. Just like a straight wild card. I would say keep your packs. Just give me a wild card. Just give me a wild card. Yeah, I don't even need the other ones. I just want one just rare. Because in the packs, all I'm doing is like hoping that one of them is a rare wild card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you get get a bit of vault progress. You're like, okay. Which Uh, now I'm doing that vault thing we were talking about before, which is it's the vault tip. um, I think I actually might need to stop doing it. 
because I'm so focused on it. Like, if I draft, I'm you like, just check, what? oh, 142, okay. 144. Well, maybe if I get this, then, you know, I'm constantly looking at it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll stop doing that at some point, but it's... I just cracked mine because it was at 201. So. Oh, you lucky, <laughs> lucky son of a bitch. I wish that I could do that. Um, so how, I mean, how'd your season go overall, though? You said you were diamond and yeah, constructed. Yeah, yeah, So I was like diamond three and constructed and platinum two and limited, I'm pretty sure. I can't exactly remember. Um, but at the end, I was playing a lot of... Uh, to get into Diamond, I was just, like, smashing my um, auras, uh, my blue-white auras deck. In, in I was going to ask if it was mostly standard or mostly historic. That so mostly historic, there. yeah. I, I did uh, consciously make a decision to push into Diamond because I was fluttering around Platinum 1 and 2 mm-hmm. uh, throughout most of the time. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit historic and play a deck I know really well and bust through that roof. Nice. Uh, but what about you? Yeah, it was a great season. I finished Platinum. Platinum 3? I can't actually remember in Constructed, which I think is like the lowest I've it's finished. It's very surprising to me when you said that. I'm... Yeah. Normally, I'm, I'm in Mythic and Constructed at least, and then sometimes also in Limited. But... That's what I assumed, but now I'm feeling a little bit better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe I got a shot. Okay, I could do this. Uh, yeah, and then I was Diamond 2 in Limited. Yeah. Um, so I played a lot more Limited, a lot of Draft. But then, as I said, I kind of, when we made the new Arena Regulars podcast account, I kind of drafted mostly on that. Mm-hmm. So there was like the last two weeks of the season, I'm kind of just, well, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, episode two we made. Yeah, it. yeah, it was two weeks ago. So I was just kind of drafting on that was one of the way I was playing Arena. Uh, I think I was pretty close to Diamond and Constructed, and then I decided to take our spooky deck into the queues. And oh, <laughs> and guess it, oh yeah. Punched did, me down a few ranks. What did our Arena account do? The what Arena account do? finished in, uh, I'm pretty sure... I made it to Diamond in Limited. Damn. Or almost there. Um, so we were, we've were we just been drafting on it whenever. Uh, we put no money into it. Yeah, yeah, so right now it's... We didn't even get the welcome bundle yet, did we? No, we didn't We talked that. about getting it. Yeah. We haven't actually... We've put zero dollars. So, so there are, it's zero dollars right now, and it's, uh, it's looking all right. We have most of the pathways. I think mm-hmm. we're just missing a couple copies of two different pathways. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've... So basically, once we hit 10,000 gold from playing... Mm-hmm random games threw that into a draft uh, i was lucky enough to go seven uh, seven and one or something like that seven wins in that draft to get 2200 gems it's, it's which because i told jeff that if he didn't get seven wins that i was gonna punch him in the face <laughs> he so. did tell me that yes. on the discord so. <laughs> so um and it happened so that yeah. was great i mean i was also in bronze so <laughs> that's true uh but yeah um, so then another seven win run suddenly we're up to you know well 3,000 gems, which has kind of two drafts in the bank. Yeah. That's where we're at. We have 3,000 gems and a draft going right now. And Boom. There you up, go. We're up in platinum already for this season. That's kind of funny because last season, actually, I got to diamond. I'm pretty sure it was October 2nd or October 1st. It's the fastest I've ever, because I just decided to draft that night right after the reset. And I had a couple good runs and I was up to diamond and I was thinking this is going to be the fastest I've ever made mythic. I'm going to do this in like the first week. Mm-hmm. But then I went to visit my family for a couple of weeks and then we made this new account. And I started drafting on that. So that account just kind of sat in diamond for the entire seat, literally October 1st, right to the 31st, just sitting, my account was just sitting kind of in diamond and draft. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first time in a while I, I haven't had, a mythic account, so I have to kind of grind my way back up now. Yeah, you got to be. I mean, I have never been to mythic before. I hope I get to this year. 
So there you go. Year. That's uh, <laughs> well this year. Yeah, same thing I, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Um, but I would hope too at some point. Um, it uh, it seems fun. People, you get to take a picture. You get to post it on your social media. That's right. Um, that's that's really the only reason to do it. Yeah, and the extra uh, pack, of course. Yeah, the extra <laughs> pack is very important to me. Um, but but mainly the prestige. Yeah, and being able to say <laughs> that I've done it. Um, it is a good feeling. The first time when you have that game that you need to win, you know, you'll lose it. Fuck. And you need to keep going. Um, and then you finally grind it. Because it is, it is a... I don't like to use the word grind because I really do love playing Magic and, yeah. and like playing a lot of games. You know, grind is usually something you do because you have to. This yeah. is not really that. Um, but it does kind of take a while. Right when you're in Diamond 1 and everyone you're competing against is also trying to make that leap into yeah, Mythic. Yeah, exactly. So it can be uh, hard, but also, you know, not saying that we can help you get to Mythic, but I do think that the more you kind of look at what's going on around you and the different decks that are out there and what the pros are playing and what's happening currently, those are kind of things that will help you find essentially what your opponents are going to be doing so what you can do against them right. is, uh, is yeah. Im important. And one sort of pseudo tip I'll have for you is if you have some awesome brew you want to play... You're not playing that in Diamond. I mean, you can, and I, I have done it, but man, did it take a long time to get into Mythic with my random homebrew. Yeah. Instead, what you should do is look at getting to Mythic. You get to play this deck now, because now you're in Mythic, and there you don't have to worry you about losing rank, really. Yeah. And so now you should use this awesome homebrew as, like, your prize, mm -hmm. right? So you're in Diamond 1, you're like, okay, I just got to play a little more Gruul Adventures. If I play right and smart, then I get to play this awesome Abzan Reanimator deck. Exactly. <laughs> and you can drink as much as you want. There you go. Yeah. yeah you, you get can... to Mythic, you get to play your new homebrew deck, and you get to drink as much as you want because it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to hurt you. Right. <laughs> right. So you already have it posted on your Twitter. So yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, you're not going to try to get number one or anything. You're definitely listening to the wrong podcast if you're trying to get to number one. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, may, I might take a run at that. Okay, all right. You 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 go do that. Go have fun. I'm just trying to get to mythic here. I'm just a, a peasant down here. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think season resets are also perfect for what we were just talking about. Is mm -hmm. uh, having your homebrew deck, uh, trying it out. Not necessarily with like because all the people you're playing are going to be all over the map, which is pretty crazy. Because right. just remember when you go down to gold or you go down to silver or bronze or wherever. Like, you aren't just playing gold players or, or silver players. Right. Like, you're, you're playing against people that also got knocked down. If you're playing on the first yes. weeks, Sorry. let's say, when you're, you're, you're actually probably not playing against anyone who's actually a gold player. Mm -hmm. You're probably playing against everyone else got knocked down from diamond or whatever. And they're trying to go back up as fast as possible. So, right. so your, your games will be just like either Pretty tournament the winning deck as you had right before yeah there. it's like your tournament winning deck that you're going to play in diamond anyway or something completely different that's mm -hmm. a gold player right. and so um either you can just straight up play your way through and be one of those people that immediately kind of tried to claw their way back out or you can wait a little bit if you want and then just play the nice players. thing is you just feel like you have the gift of time, you know? When it's the yeah. last week of October, you're like, can I play my homebrew? I kind of need to rank up here to get yeah. the, finish a higher rank. Whereas now you're like, wow, it's first week of November. I can play whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, which is great. And that's why I busted out my new act, or not new, 
My, uh, but it's my uh, historic Mardu Axis of Mortality list that I'm working on. Tell me more. So I, I, <laughs> I'm working on this Mardu list in historic. It's not great, um, but basically it uses Axis of Mortality and Gideon of the Trials. Now, not all of us know exactly what axis of mortality yeah, does. Yes. Okay, so axis <laughs> of mortality. It's not exactly on our historic staples list. Okay, yeah, it's definitely not on your, <laughs> your staples list. So axis of mortality is um, four white white for an enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, uh, you may have two uh, target players exchange life totals. Okay. So the point of the deck is that you use uh, Gideon of the Trials, um, which is the three mana one from Amonkhet, Right. Uh, that has a zero ability that gives you an emblem that says as long as you control a Gideon Planeswalker, you can't lose the game. Right. So and they have to kill your Gideon before they kill you. Exactly. As long as you have that emblem. And then you play a, a Danto Vanguard that says uh, pay for life, it gains indestructible until the turn. It's like a one, one and a white for a one, one, and when it attacks, it gets plus two. I plus think zero. I see where this is going. So basically, <laughs> the idea is that you have these three pieces on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the emblem and the Gideon with the Vanguard and the Axis of Mortality. And when it comes to your turn, when Axis of Mortality goes on the stack or right before it happens, you pay all the life you possibly can. Right. Hopefully it's in uh, <laughs> increments of four. Right, because you can't pay if you have three life. You can't, you, can't, you can't activate it. So you're trying to get to zero, but you won't die because you have the emblem from Gideon of the Trials mm-hmm. with the Gideon. And then you exchange life totals with your opponent, so then now they have zero life and you have more, and then they immediately lose. Even if you put them to two, you know, you still yes. hopefully so it, can kill them if with you your put, Gideon slash Abanto Vanguard. Well, also, now, since I've been working on it, if you get them to two, I put in some Bone Crushers. So you there we just, go. <laughs> that should just go in every day. Exactly. So you just, uh, you just stomp them out. That one's on the historic staples list. It definitely is, and I put it in the deck because of it. Um, I also have Thought Season that deck as well nice. because uh, most of the deck is just trying to lose as much life as possible mm-hmm. um, so that when you switch life totals, uh, you will have a very low life total because they also want to kill your creature. Um, and also, if you well, if you don't have a Vanguard, you need to be low enough. You just don't want to have... Thought helps. Thought Seize helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn one, a Blood Crypt shocked Thought Seize is definitely a great way to just yeah, yeah. get going. Um but most of the time, you're just kind of, um, well, you, you never want to have a situation where you have access and mortality on the battlefield, and switching your life total is a bad idea. Right, because you have to. Because Well, you don't have to. You may. You oh. don't have to do it. Okay. Um, but it just seems like a waste of time, because they know it's coming. Right, you have this six-mana enchantment. You want to play the six-mana enchantment when you can do it the next turn, and uh-huh. they don't see it coming. Right. Um, so I actually had played a game where they were playing the Luris uh, Auras deck that I usually play. Okay, yeah. So I knew all the cards <laughs> that they were trying to play and um, in what order they needed to put them in and what had to be enchanted so they could play Karametra's Blessing on different, or whatever. So yeah. I felt like I had a good handle on the matchup. I just well, knew they my, had no idea what you were doing. Yes, they had no <laughs> idea what I was doing, and I was like, this is going to be really difficult. But I ended up getting to a place where... I had, they were at one life, ah. which I, I was uh, stomping them and doing a bunch of stuff to just beat them down. They had gotten their Luris on the battlefield. I had Bone Crusher in hand. And their Luris, then they put um, a couple enchantments on it. I was at 10 life and they were at one. So it went up to like, I don't know, uh, six. It was like a six, 
I don't know, four or something. Okay. They attack and have no creatures. I'm like, that's cool. All right. So if you gain six life with Luris, I'm just going to switch our life totals. It's fine. <laughs> then they play Karamich's Blessing. So now it's an eight something. I'm like, okay, sweet. So now you'll be at two. I can stomp you. I win. And then they I'm play. Assuming you were tapped out, so you can't just stop them while they're at one. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was tapped out. Yeah. And then they play another Karamich's Blessing, and I'm like, lethal. Oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. I can't. I can't do it. And then they just kill me right out, and so it didn't. Work I was out. hoping you would be slightly short. No. But see, you were right there. That, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. So. Um, yeah, that's fun to be working on a deck like that and yeah. have the whole season to perfect it now. Yeah, so now I'm kind of, you know, changing a, a bunch of stuff. I added some of that, um, what is that card? The uh, the demon that likes both people. To have. I was about to ask if we want yeah. that card. So I added two uh -huh. to the deck. Um, sometimes it's rough because if you're playing against, um, if you don't draw any other creatures... Right, then it's you're hard. not pressuring their life total. Be and you can't play it because then it just dies. Yeah. So then... Or it's like a 2-2 two because -two you stomped their face. Yeah, which basically. Which is great. Well, well, if it's a 2-2, two -two, that's actually fine because okay. then it, you have a flying 2-2. Two -two, and then every that turn... That card doesn't fly, actually. It, yes, it does. I, I actually promise you it doesn't because I lost a game because of this. It looks... The art looks it like it flies. Fly? That card does not have flying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know, it's I have insane. To look Check it, man. Okay. I literally attacked with this card in a limited game. Thinking it, it had got flying. blocked. And I was like, wait, what just happened? What? Does that, does that have reach? No. And then it took me like 10 seconds before I was like, wait, does my card not have flying? It's like a demon with huge ass wings. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting it confused with Tabarax. Tabarax flies. Does have flying. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Scourge of the Skyclaves does not fly. Okay. Everyone thinks it does. It does look, oh, just it says kicker on it. Okay. Yeah. Damn. All right, well, in any case, um, as long as it can hit the battlefield and start attacking, it gets a lot better. Um, and right. well, uh, the rest of the deck is a lot of just like removal spells and like um, wraths. You're in Mardu, right? Yeah, so. Like literal wrath of God? Yes, literal yeah. wrath of God. Uh, so. Another historic staple. Yeah, so basically I took the historic staple list <laughs> and then. What's put red, it in my... white, and black? There we go. There we go. Sort of lands. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I'm just wrathing a lot. Um, so it gets hard if I don't hurt them quickly. Anyway, that sounds fun. But it's a pretty fun list, and I'm excited to be able to work on it now again because before I was like, well, I can't play this until I don't want my rank to go down. There's also a few cards that combo with Gideon, right? There's the one that you lose the game, but you take an extra turn. Yeah. You, you lose the game at the end of that turn. I don't know if Gideon is enough to support that, but if you have a Gideon out, you don't lose the game. Exactly. So, so then you're fine. You just take an extra turn. Yeah. It's a t three mana red time lock. Right, 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 right. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for the new season too. Um, I have uh, basically, last week we talked about the spooky deck, and I said I was going to build the Abzan reanimator deck that had the you? same idea, and I did. Yeah. So we have this uh, Yorion deck, 80 cards. Just Wait, it's a Yorion deck? Oh, it's a yeah. Yorion deck. Of course, of course. There's only one, though. Just the... Okay, just the companion. Just the... Com I almost called it the commander. Just the companion. <laughs> Especially funny, because you don't play commander. I don't even play commander, but that's what I thought when I saw companion. I'm like, oh, great, they're making me play commander. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it has all the stuff we talked about last time, so if you want to check out that episode that's that's where the idea was birthed but mm -hmm. basically it's self-mill and then a lot of reanimate cards yeah. like nissa reanimates um nethroi reanimates 
Eerie Ultimatum reanimates, and Agadim's Awakening reanimates. So we just have a whole bunch of ways to reanimate stuff. Uh, I've played with it a little bit so far. I played against Gruul twice, Mono Red twice, which I think are not the matchups I really want to play. Yeah, probably not. And then Rakdos. I split the Gruul and Mono Red, went one and one each time, and then I just dominated Rakdos. They had no chance. They were like helping me discard my bombs to. to <laughs> like, like totally, absolutely. Sure. Wait, you don't run any way to kill a Nyssa without attacking it? Sweet. Reanimate this, yeah. reanimate that. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is fantastic. Extra counters, <laughs> yeah. play lists. Yorion, blink everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the really cool interaction is Nyssa with Yorion. You just put Yorion into your hand for three mana and then put it immediately into play with Nyssa's ability and blink the Nyssa to get all her counters back. So it's sort of like... And then you can also do another ability on Nyssa? Well, next turn because... it. Yorion blinks at end step. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. But That's true. Like you, you play like Nyssa, uh, and if you have your Yorion in hand, next turn, play another land. She's up to six, Fabled Passage mm -hmm. or whatever. Put, just put Yorion in your hand for just three, and then it's kind of like the just straight companion mechanic because you, yeah. you're kind of putting it right into play, but for three mana instead of five. Uh, and then Nyssa comes back with like one less counter because she comes in with four. four. Yes, she comes in with four. If you're smart, you're holding all your fabled passages and stuff. Exactly. Know. Yeah, so a lot of times when you play Nyssa, you want to play her on turn five so you can definitely drop definitely. your land. Unless you got to do some shenanigans or something. Right. If you have like a Lotus Cobra, you can fabled passage, mm -hmm. use that mana to play Nyssa, and then crack and then the fabled crack. passage. Yeah. Um, but that'll still only put her to five, so it will exactly. you'll be able to use her, but she'll die. Yes, um, which I'm also like totally fine with. Also. Yeah, it's just a reanimation at that point. Yeah, uh, but Nissa's actually pretty good. Yeah, um, I think sneaky good. Um, also, because even if you're in a situation where you play her and you're just on top of land, yeah, she's a ramp spell exactly. Yeah, she essentially just costs um, what three at that point, so. So the deck is kind of half ramp, half reanimation, and she's mm -hmm. the bridge. She yeah. reanimates and ramps you. So I've, she, I've, I've won games because she lets me ramp one turn earlier into the Eerie Ultimatum. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially if you don't have the right uh, colors, and you just tap your Triumph, and then untap it with her, and then tap For it sure. again. And with Eerie Ultimatum, that helps a lot. It helps a lot. So um, that's great. I, I think that more people should be playing this. Uh, she's just fun. I think she's a really straight-up fun, fair card. For sure. And, um, and pretty good. I think yeah. when the black-green uh, pathway comes out, she'll be considered more. Yeah, call time will be... We'll yeah. see what happens there. I'm excited. Um, Who knows? It's going to bring a whole slew of busted cards. That's true. Cards Everything's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a new busted card that we get yeah. to talk about, which is great. Um, I'm actually all for busted cards because I think it's fun to see how, oh, me just, too. Like, what happens. Whatever the Omnath of call time is, we can take bets on how long before it gets banned. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. But anyways, I have a goal for the season. Oh, yes. We made some goals. Because so, um, we want to be goal-oriented. It's really important in your right. life to have goals <laughs> yeah. so that you can achieve them. Or oh, Man, I've heard this too many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, right now I don't have a lot of things going on in my life. So yeah. I need to make sure that the little things I have are worth it. Yeah, so we didn't just reflect on last season. We also yes. are setting goals for the new season. What are we doing in November? All right, my we goal... I want to qualify for the Mythic Qualifier Weekend. Mm. So for those who don't know, uh, the Mythic Qualifier Weekend is something that happens, uh, it's usually about every two or three months, uh, and it qualifies you for the, if you do well in it, for the Zen, the championship. So this one would be for the 
Call Time Championship, I think. Yes. It's probably not for Zendikar Rising. No, because that one's um, coming out. Literally, on. it's like December 4th. Or yeah, it's, it's pretty soon. So the way you can qualify for the qualifier weekend is either you finish in the top 1,200 in either Constructed or Limited on Magic Arena, or you can do some third-party tournaments that will also give out qualifiers for this qualifier weekend. For example, if you got five wins in day two in the Arena Open, that also qualifies you. Um, or Star City Games just announced that they're doing the SCG Tour Season 3. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing in Season 2, where uh, I also slept through a tournament that I qualified <laughs> <laughs> that I qualified for. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but you know what? Let's not talk too much about that. Um, yeah, so the new SCG Tour looks like a lot of fun. And so through one of those two methods, I'm going to try to qualify for the Mythic Qualifier Weekend. That seems like a great goal. Yeah. My goal is very simple. Just be Mythic and Constructed. Okay. For the first time. So if you make Mythic Limited, you'll you'll be bummed out because it was Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna make Mythic somehow. Okay. I but don't probably think be, you're gonna be focusing on constructed. I'm gonna focus on constructed because in limited most of the time I just like draft for fun slash draft uh cards I need. Yeah. Slash um I've drafted four times already tonight, so I'm just do another one. Right. You know, so <laughs> on a roll. <clears throat> I'm on a roll. <laughs> two three, two three, let's throw another one yeah, on. Yeah, that's basically it's just like I gotta feel better. The thing is, that's when you want to draft the most to like mm. fix your record, but it's when you shouldn't draft. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I still do it. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. I get it. Uh, I think I need to like pump up my gems a little bit because they are not doing so great right now. Obviously, uh, if I could play in the tournament that we want to play. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is my goal for the year. Make Mythic. It's a great goal. Take a and picture. I think a lot of people have that same goal. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm with all of you. You know, I'm trying. Um, but I think it's time, uh, I'm looking at this beer, this IPA, I'm feeling okay about it. Just okay? Yeah, just like, uh, just okay. Okay. Uh, right. I, right. it looks so yellow, it's so, yeah. I'm gonna give it golds. There you go. I really think it's, uh, it, it tastes fine. Um, the mango, the pineapple, the peach, they kind of come through. Mm -hmm. uh, I was definitely surprised in the first sip, um... I mean, it's beer, I'll drink it, but um, I probably won't pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this guy? Um, it was a bit disappointing to me, but uh, mostly because I had high expectations. I saw the yellow can and that it's a juicy, fruity IPA. Yeah. And it made me think of uh, this beer out of Vermont that's just kind of one of my favorite. It has, like, bright yellow can. Yeah. Exact same kind of thing. Uh, and it's just not that, so... Yeah, it doesn't have the same juiciness that a hazy, juicy IPA will have. Right. Um, I mean, it's definitely, like, I'm, as I say, I'm not a huge IPA fan, but I could definitely drink this. It does say juicy and hazy on it, but there are also so many words that I can't I know, there's a lot. On there's there. a lot of words. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can kind of get maybe the mango. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's fine. It's definitely not uh i think i'm happy to give just give this platinum myself okay but, uh, yep maybe you know low platinum low platinum I'll, I'll just say like middle gold sure yeah and for the blueberry honestly you know blueberry flavored beers are not my not my favorite style just yeah. like ipa is not yours <laughs> um, but as far as blueberry beers go i thought this was fine yeah uh, again um 
I'm gonna go platinum on this one too. I don't know. It seems. I was actually surprised with this one. I was thinking it was gonna have a little bit more of a weedy taste to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like blueberries just in general quite a bit. Okay. Because um, it's really hard to the blueberry is such a like soft flavor. You right. know. Um, a lot of it is just kind of like the texture of if you eat a real blueberry, it just it has like sour sometimes, but it's it's a very hard flavor to pinpoint. Sure. I think. Um, I think they did a pretty good job. I definitely yeah. got immediately straight, like real blueberry flavor. And yeah, that's what I mean. Like it tastes like blueberry, but not overpowering. Yeah. So it tastes, and, still um, tastes like beer. Yes, it still tastes like beer. And um, it actually gave me some like Saison like uh, memories. Okay. Nice. I, I had a little bit of that, that Saison-ness to it. When done right, um, that's one of my favorite beer styles. Yeah. Um, it's actually not one of my favorite beer styles, but I was surprised and it was much more, it had more legs than uh, some of the other blueberry ones I've had. So I'd probably agree with you. I think platinum uh, is something that I'm going to I'm gonna choose for that one. All but, right. So let's choose. Uh, let's yeah. See, I, th- I think we got to grab another one because we're kind of finished with these ones. <laughs> Uh, so, what did you go with? I went with mine. I went with the blueberry blonde. I like my blueberries in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta cut that. <laughs> cut that out. No, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, this feels like a weekly thing now, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I went with the IPA, and this wasn't so much a comment on the relative qualities of the beer, just my preferred style. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gonna be pretty common that we just choose our own. So that's what it's fun when we get get the. I'm, I'm one day I'm gonna get you. Like my main goal when I bring beer is like I'm gonna bring this weird thing and then hopefully Jeff will like it more than the one he brought. Um, but if you don't, I'm kind of expecting that. I can tell you, there's no chance of next of that happening next week. So. Interesting. Okay, well I'm gonna have to think because you're be kind of big on your next pick, and I I don't have anything in mind, so I'm gonna have to figure it out. But right now, we are talking about the League Weekend that is happening this weekend. <laughs> yeah, really excited for this. So um, for those who don't know, didn't listen to last week's episode, mm-hmm. the League Weekends are basically your regular season games for the MPL and Rivals, which are the professional leagues for Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, If you want a full breakdown of how everything works, just go check out episode three. But uh, that's all you really need to know for this section is that this weekend... Each player is going to play 11 matches in the MPL or Rivals. And is it 11 or 12? I think last week it was 12 and this week it's 11. Oh, interesting. Because when you have 24 players, that means you have 23 opponents. You Correct. Play okay, that makes once. sense. All right, I'll listen to the math guy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically they're going to play 11 matches. They get one point for a win, zero points for a loss. Mm-hmm. And this goes towards their, their ranking in the league. Yeah. Okay. So what are we doing? We are doing a fantasy draft. Yes. I'm I'm so excited. I know for this. this is great. We've been talking about this. I've been like uh, thinking about my pick strategies. Yeah, here. for a while. <laughs> um, we have picked. Basically, what we are doing is we are picking three players from the MPL, three pick players from Rivals, um, and then we are going to watch how they do, and whoever gets the most points, we're just going to add up all their points. Uh, basically wins for the week. We also added, um, we're choosing uh, meta percentage of decks. So we're trying to guess what the highest meta percentage is. And then um, uh, we also are trying to guess um, what the top performing deck archetype will be. Uh, And we'll get points for that. 
Um, so it's points for each player, uh, what they make, and then uh, one point if you pick the top meta percentage, and then another point if you beat the other person's meta percentage. Right. Uh, and then same for top performance. So if you well. pick the absolute top deck and the other person doesn't, you get two points because you yes. beat them. Your deck had more meta percentage plus, and you hit the top one exactly. But if you uh, just beat them, you get one point. That kind of stuff, right? Um, yeah, so we're planning to do this basically throughout all the next weekends. We we kind of yeah. missed the first one, but uh, eh, it's fine picking right, right now. We'll start. We'll start now. Better late than never. Exactly. Um, and as you now know, there are three splits, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just going to get more and more exciting as we veer towards. The playoffs, which yeah, is and strict save and split. Basically, I think. Well, we'll get into the playoffs, but then, uh, is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Because yep. all time I forgot. So uh, <laughs> I forgot about There's the episode. One in between, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the episode we did all last week. Yeah. Um, it's those pumpkin beers, man. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a big tangent about that, but uh, anyway, I think basically we're going to play it that like you get a certain amount of points each week, mm-hmm. and then if you win the week, you get a point for winning the week. I like that. Yeah. And then whoever wins the most weeks uh, wins the. Um, I don't know. What did they win? Eternal like, glory. I put that right in the show notes. Oh, right. Eternal. See right there. Yes. Eternal it's glory. It's in blue. Eternal yeah, glory. It's in my color. Um, I was thinking just like a six pack or something. <laughs> Well, my uh, friend and I do have this bet. If we're talking about the whole season. Okay, yes. We have this bet that's we call it Weird 2-4. So for those who live outside of Canada, a 2-4 is a case of beer. It's 24 beers, we call it a 2-4. Yes, I did, this is something I had to learn when I came here. Yeah. <laughs> we throw it around like everybody knows. Yeah. Um, if we lose this a bet, we buy each other the 24 like weirdest beers we can think of being in a pack. And just gift that as a pack of... Interesting. It's called the Weird 2-4 Bet. This almost <laughs> makes me want to lose. Yeah. <laughs> then I get to pick all these weird beers you got to drink. Yeah. Oh, I just get to stock your fridge with bullshit? Yeah. Okay. Really? Just the weirdest shit you can. Then both people have fun, win or lose. Ooh, that sounds yeah. fun. Also, I'll probably be around to like make you drink them with me. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be more more blueberries, I'm sure. More blueberry stuff, more whatever random thing I find. Perfect. Um, so I think Zach's now changing all his picks. Uh, yeah, I'm furiously looking and uh, debating on if my picks are right, yeah. um, what I should do. Um, but there, yes. There are no bad picks in the MPL. Probably all your picks are going to be bad. Um, so we, uh, we basically <laughs> have to do it. this where we start off with a uh, coin flip right. to see who gets to pick first. I have it right here. Okay. So since I'm flipping, are I we, guess I'm pushing just, this button on my smartphone. Oh, we're really using a smartphone for a coin flip? Okay. Do you have a coin? I, I do. Okay. Then. Wait. I definitely... I just noticed we didn't have one ready, so... <laughs> I should have got it earlier. Please hold while we fetch a coin. Okay. I got a toonie. That's a real... All right, I believe that. Okay, this is a real coin flip right here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're flipping, so I get to call. Is that correct? Exactly. Um, So you get uh, bear or old lady. (laughs) That's what... How rude. That's what people say, right? Yeah. Okay. uh, So what do you say? Heads or tails? Tails. Heads. Oh, man. Okay. But tails never fails. Yeah, but heads Was always uh, wins because it comes up heads. Huh. <laughs> I never heard that one. It yeah. It not quite roll oh. off the tongue the same I way. I think I got to keep this toonie now because yeah. we're going to use that probably for You got to use that to buy me my weird 2-4. Oh, that's rough. 
Okay, so with my first pick. So we're going to first pick three members from the MPL, right? Yes, we're doing MPL first. Um, I get to pick first. Mm -hmm. um, ooh. Okay, this is interesting. I do think I am going Paolo Vitor Dama de Rosa. That's an excellent pick. That is my first pick. Uh, he played Rakdos mid-range. He got nine points. Oh, thank you very much. Um, he is the best player of all time. I yes, think, I, I think it's it, he is in closing uh, in uh, the the kind of talk about it. So I thought I'd take him. All right. Well, that was going to be my first pick. Yes, I did it. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. That's what I thought. Yes. But oh. now I got to hit you in the feels. I'm going to uh -oh. take Autumn Birchard. Oh, okay. That's fine. Oh. Because I know you wanted them. That's yes. Uh, basically, and they're a great player. Basically, I wrote it down that was like I. I think Jeff's going to pick this person first, so then I'm going to try to pick them, and then I know if they don't, I'm going to take Autumn. So yeah. <laughs> um, That means I think my second pick, I am going with Reed Duke. Oh, my God. I'm taking Reed Duke. You're just taking the people you know I want to pick. I know, <laughs> but um, that's, that's my next pick. Okay. I'm okay. Going for it. Well, I wonder if you'll know that. Okay. Now I got to go in the think tank. I didn't expect the draft to go this way. Yeah, I uh, I was hoping the draft would go this way. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all it's all coming up Millhouse for you. I'm having I'm having a great time right now. You know what? I'm gonna select Seth Manfield. Okay. All right. There we go. That's a, that's a solid pick. I, I'll say that's that's a good pick. Um, this last one. This last one's hard because I have a couple. I have a couple like shots possibly but i don't know i think i'm gonna go with something i feel a little bit safer about i'm gonna go brad nelson that's a good one i think brad nelson is what i want we're just furiously updating the show notes that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so i had my wild card ready i'm going ken ken yukihiro oh <laughs> i was thinking about ken yukihiro just because i know that you like him he just um, oh he's, he's gonna bring something fun I love it, and uh, he's the uh, the wild card. He, he he's a very good wild card, I'd yeah. say. Um, but I feel really good with my picks right now. Um, but you get to start us off with rivals. Um, okay. Well, I think? think if I get the first pick in rivals, I'm gonna select Luis Scott Vargas. Okay. That is solid. Um, yeah, I think that's great. I'm gonna take uh, Stanislav Sifka. Um, All right, so we took two of the three people tied for first place. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was kind of thinking you might take LSV, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get PBDDR. So I was like, I'll, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you that. So that was your plan, right? That was even on my second. List. You take LSV first. B basically, I, first, I, I knew that. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's gonna take LSV or <laughs> PBDDR. So I'm gonna pick one of them. Okay. Well, uh, I gotta go with a Canadian connection here, number two, which means either uh, Jacob Wilson or Alexander Hain. I'm gonna go with Jacob Wilson. That's what I thought. <laughs> I I didn't put him on my list because I thought you're gonna take him. Yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm really interested. Um, I'm taking Kenji Egashira. Oh, nice. Um, Better known as Numat the Nummy. <laughs> if you uh, watch Magic Streams, he was one of the first sort of really big 
magic streamers. Uh, sort of made, put streaming on the map for magic. And Interesting. I did yeah. not actually know that. I just know him from uh, watching him. I think I saw him on uh, so a couple episodes of Game Nights and some different things. Yeah, yeah, he was um, on that stuff, yep. But uh, I definitely... Yeah, he does a great stream. He I used to play almost player. exclusively limited when I first started watching his stream, but then he branched out into more and more stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was just really fun. He, he had, like, the most active and most fun Magic stream back when Magic streams weren't really a thing. Yeah, you know? interesting. Yeah. yeah. He just... Um, I'm just excited to watch him more. Also, he was playing Celestine Adventures before, and I think that that's a really interesting underrated deck is that um, what he played in the first week yeah and he went eight wins eight, yeah awesome yeah way to go kenji so i was like way to go mm. numa yeah i was like uh let's do it um all right it's up, up you're all up. right this is just from my heart i just love ben stark so i'm gonna take ben stark he's a uh, limited mastermind mm -hmm. and so it's a bit of a, a wild card pick again because uh last time before the league weekend i saw him streaming limited all night you know, days before his constructed event that he has to compete in. <laughs> so he's not even, like, practicing for, yeah. more, for the whole week like everyone else is. Um, but I just, I really enjoy his stream. I like, you know, he seems like a great person, and I'm going to take Ben Stark. So. Yeah, it's also fun to watch. Uh, that's the other yeah. thing is that, like, just... I want to root for the people that I want to root for, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, it's, you don't want to not pick some of your favorite players. Why, why Autumn is hard. <laughs> this that, is why I always lose in, like, fantasy football. I take the yeah. players I like, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, just anyone on the Broncos. Yeah. Really. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you must lose. <laughs> <laughs> right in the heart. Okay, this last one is hard because there are a couple on here that I thought you were going to take and you didn't. I mean, there are 48 Rivals members. There are a so. lot of Rivals members. There are um, a lot of options, I'm not going to lie. I had to like look through this was, list. and It was pretty hard to choose. Um, now that we have like, already... I wanted to take Emma as well. We've rapid-fired shot through this list. Um, we actually, <laughs> I, know, I, I thought I, this was going to take a lot longer. Yeah, I, I thought we would too. I think we should talk about the ones we didn't get For sure. afterwards. Yeah. Um, but this one, this last pick, this was a hard one, but I really think... I'm going to pick Jessica Estevan. Love it. All right. I think that that is, uh, she had one of the most exciting uh, plays last week. Or not last week, two weeks ago. Um, last league weekend. Last league weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just excited to watch more of her play. And um, I'm glad to have her on my team. Yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah. So, who were the other people you were thinking before we get to the meta breakdown and all okay. the other things? Oof. Um, yeah, that went haywire. I was expecting went... to have PV and Reed Duke as my top two picks. So. I'm really, <laughs> I, they were my top two, so I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty stoked that I got them. Yeah. Um, my my list basically went uh, PV, uh, Reed Duke, and then Autumn Burchett. Right. So you definitely, I you you snatch Autumn, but I put Autumn lower than I would normally. Because I was expecting you to, to take know, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both obviously big fans of Autumn. Of Autumn. So, um, but what were your other? What, who else were you looking at? Um, so, I mean, there's no one not to consider because I watched Ray play. I was kind of thinking, should I just take Ray because he was, like, his plays were unbelievable when I was, yeah. you know, I was ended up watching some of his matches when I was watching to try to make my sideboard guide. Yeah, me. right. And uh, it'd be incredible where he'd just kind of look at the board and you're thinking, oh, you should play this and then play this and draw a card, right? I mean, it's gruel aggro. How hard can it be? Yeah. And then he does something else. And then you think for a second, you know, 
oh, it takes you a few minutes. You're like, oh, this, he did it for this reason, this reason, this, oh, that's just genius. Yeah. You know? It'd be like, it, there seems to be an obvious play. And yeah. he's just sitting there thinking, and then he does not the obvious play. And then you think about it for a while, and you're like, wait, that play is just genius, and won him that game. I probably would have lost that game yeah. if I did my play, as it turns out. You know? mm-hmm. And that just happens game after game. Although there was one game in the Gruel mirror, where he's just sitting there, and then finally he just um, he like pumps his ooze twice, puts an Embercleave on it, attacks with everything, and just kind of sits back in his chair. And I think he's playing against Andre Strasky, and Strasky blocks. And then all the damage goes through, and Strasky's at one. And Ray just, like, sits up in his chair and, like, holds his head. His eyes go wide. He just miscounted by one. He just, just like, he was just count, he counts lethal very fast and then just does it. And it worked in, like, 11 of the 12 matches I watched. But in this one, he just, like, sits, oh, no. He ended up winning that match. But he, yeah. but he uh, just sits up, like, I can't believe I just, like, didn't add to 12 properly. You know? like, my opponent's That sounds one. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it, exactly. Exactly. It's comforting being like, wow, the guy who's in first place in the exactly. highest tier of competition does that sometimes. Yeah. You know? So, and, and notably, the reason I specifically didn't pick him was because I know that he was at the top, and I know people are going to be gunning for him mm-hmm. and his deck. Well, um, I, I happen to know that he played uh, Mono Red in the uh, Arena Open. Okay. I don't really want to... I don't know if how I feel about Mono Red, so I was a bit worried yeah. he might play Mono Red this weekend. Um but that's I just so everyone knows, he was definitely on my list and I was looking at him. For sure. If I he's was, if he's ranked number one, you gotta consider him. Obviously I was considering yeah. him. Um I and I watched thinking, him play and Yes, and I, I was definitely thinking that you might consider him. Um and uh but I was also thinking, you know what? It's it's hard being at the top and people look at you and uh there sure. are a lot of things people start to think about because of that. Not only I should build a deck like that. I should play that deck. Or I should b- play the deck that beats that. I should do this because a lot of people are going to bring it. Um, it gets really kind of uh, meta at that point, uh, really confusing in your brain. Um, so I thought I'd just got to drop out around there. Um, with that, I was thinking of Raphael Levy, actually. Who's right, yeah. One of my picks. I was looking at, but my, my ace in the hole, not ace in the hole, but like my <laughs> random pick, mm-hmm. I was... Wild I, card pick? Wild card pick was Shahar Shenhar. Mm. Um, I love how a two-time world champion can be considered a wild card pick. You know? Yes, just because um, I mean he has four points right now. Um, he was playing Demir Rogues before. He's a little bit lower on the list. I think that some of those lower, uh, quote unquote, lower tier feeling, yeah, you people know, near the bottom of the league um, have some really good shots because people aren't looking at them and because they have. Uh, you know, space to, to eat, right? Right. I don't think that the top players are going to just like steamroll through. I really think some of those middle ones will. So I was looking at him. <clears throat> and then obviously I was also considering Huey uh, just after the way he played uh, that one that I, one match I saw. Holy crap. I Later it was great because he did like, um, he, he did a breakdown of that match that right. specific, or that game. Uh-huh. Um, what he was thinking. <clears throat> each play, what he was thinking, what was going on. It was really interesting to um to look at uh but yeah it's a long video too yeah it's about 30 minutes a lot of thought was going on yeah it's definitely worth watching if you're interested in how that deck works um as far as rivals who were the other people that you were looking at um i mean there are just so many great players here too um 
I like Matt Nass. He bring he usually brings an interesting deck to yeah, the event. And, definitely. Uh, one that he pilots really well. Um, I wanted to take Emma, Emma Handy. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sure what she's going to bring, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I know, like, she always brings... I know she works with Autumn, and mm-hmm. she always brings... What I've heard, I think you told me that last time for that event, she was the engineer behind the deck that yeah. that she and Autumn did so well with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it means she's going to bring something good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nice to trust the that the deck is well built so yes. that those people are going to tend to do better on average, right? Um, and then I wanted to take... Uh, after I took LSV, I wanted to take Luis Salvato as well and just be Team LSV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I had uh, Luis Silvalo as well on my list <clears throat> that I almost took, uh, not only because I know that you like Luis so much, uh, Salvato, but um, because he's a fantastic player and uh, I liked watching him play the, what, he was playing Rakdos midrange. That's the other thing, and Rakdos midrange is now a player in standard. Exactly. So. so I was thinking maybe that would be a branch over, but I just thought, um, you know, some of the other picks I had, I liked them better. Um, yeah, there's just so many great options. It's, it's, it's hard to rivals go wrong. Rivals is actually pretty hard. Yeah, not the not that the MPL is easy, but uh, rivals can be pretty difficult because there's so many people. Yeah, so many great players. Yeah, I also had Emma, Emma Handy on my list, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the other person I had was Ivan Flock. I was just like, yeah, interested in watching more of what he does. Um, he's, I think he's in a good spot. I remember watching him watching him win a pro tour years ago with uh, this blue white do nothing deck. And it had this artifact that you could sacrifice it to gain five life and shuffle your graveyard back into your library. Uh, what is it, uh, uh, something immortality? Elixir of immortality. Yes. yes. Uh, and it had Sphinx's Revelation, which is X, <laughs> X white, white, blue, blue, white. Draw X cards and gain X life. Yeah, which is just like good. sit there cycling through his whole deck forever, <laughs> till his opponent just like gave up hope. I don't know like what his win condition was, but just like <laughs> outvalue. Yes. <I guess. laughs> yeah, and I remember thinking like, okay, this guy's just gonna sit here and <laughs> cycle through his deck and win the pro tour. That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know if I'd want to play against Ivan no. on this deck. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, um, I'm really but- excited. Uh, but we got to get to. Metagame. Decks. Yeah, so I, well, first of all, I just want to say I'm, I think our excitement really blasted us through this segment, and I was just, <laughs> it was really something I was looking forward to, um, and I'm glad that we're going to continue to do this. But it's just like when you fantasy draft anything, right? Like, you're, you're just like, spend go, all this time, go. decide, oh, if they do this, I'm going to do this. Exactly. Um, and it's especially fun because there's only two of us, so yeah. um, we kind of know each other a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew that if I picked certain people that uh, it would <laughs> make him scramble. That's apparent. <laughs> um, but yeah, so metagame breakdown. For these, uh, we can both have the same choice. Uh, so I would like... Uh, so it doesn't matter. We can we can set them in whatever order we want. Yeah, but what do you think is going to be the highest metagame percentage uh the most decks uh, that people will bring will be this deck i'm going with gruel yep i'm going also with gruel yeah. um, i think it's just the best deck in the format it's the biggest target on its back and uh i mean this is a deck i think that you have to kind of it's not it's not so good that you have to convince yourself not to play it mm-hmm. but i think there is an element to that like, exactly if you're going to play something you have to worry about am i good against gruel um, should I just be playing Gruul? Mm-hmm. Um, 
the deck is just very, very strong. It's just full of high-powered cards. Yeah. Uh, it makes the best use of the land-split spells of any I deck, agree. I think. Yeah. And those are very, very, like, some of the most powerful cards. In yeah, standard, really, so. really the best uh, mythic ones are kind of the red and the black ones. Yeah. Um, and so you can see those two popping up um, in the Rogues and the, the Grill Adventures deck. And Rakdos. And Rakdos, right. <laughs> so... Um, uh, but that goes to top performance. What do you think is going to be the top performing deck? All right. I'm going to go with Esper Yorion. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So I feel like if I just choose Yorion, I have to specify. You do have to There's specify. There's a lot of different options, at least so the color combo. Specifically, is this the Doom Foretold? I'm thinking Doom Foretold. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty so rough We matchup. can write in Doom Foretold if we want. I, I, I'm fine with Esper. Um, yes. Uh, that's probably how they'll break it down. I... I, I think that's good. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a good... Taking um, a bit of a gamble here, because as I think you're about to say, it's not the best against Gruul. I And if I think Gruul's the most common, why do I think this deck's I don't know. I definitely know that I've played Gruul Adventures, and I know that if I play against that, it gets rough. Yeah. It's definitely hard. It's not extremely easy. So um, I think the Esper Yorion deck is definitely good. Um, especially because you can't use the like human tokens from questing or uh, uh, love struck beast for it, um, so right. you're just getting rid of good cards. What I think is basically why I'm going with this is because I think Yorion did so bad in the last league weekend that people are gonna forget about it a little bit. Yeah. Like obviously they're they're gonna know that Yorion's still a strong deck. They're gonna prepare for it a little bit. But I think last weekend people were over or last league weekend pre people were over prepared for Yorion. This league weekend they might be a bit underprepared. And it'll kind of bite them in the butt. Yeah. I can see that uh, definitely happening and uh, people being more prepared for Gruel Adventures. Uh, so my top performance deck, I am going with Rakdos Midrange. Nice. Um, I, I do think that Rakdos actually has a pretty good matchup against. Uh, Gruel Adventures, in my yep, opinion. Yep. Um, if, as long as you can make sure that their card advantage is down to nothing, um, it really hurts them. From playing um, against, it's kind of this weird, playing from the Gruel side, it's kind of this yeah. weird thing where uh, if you resolve the Great Henge, you basically beat them. Yes. But it's hard to resolve the Great Henge because they kill everything and make you discard stuff. So usually the, the Great Henge is kind of sitting in your hand and exactly. you can't cast it and then they make you discard it. So as but long if as you somehow are able to sneak it out, then you just run right over them. If you can, I actually had the dream, uh, it wasn't against uh, Rakdos, but it was against a Gruul matchup. But it was basically like turn three, Kazandu Mammoth, mm -hmm. turn four, Fabled Passage, yeah. uh, into a two mana, <clears throat> two mana... Um, Embercleave. No, oh, sorry. Great Henge. Yeah, 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 yeah Great right. Henge. Yeah, that's into, perfect. Into a Questing Beast 5-5 five, five oh. swing for 12. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why you play Gruul, though. It just yeah. does that sometimes. And then they immediately just conceded uh, yeah. from that attack. Sometimes the deck just wins the game for you. Yeah, so if you can do that, awesome. But uh, Rakdos is really good at getting rid of things really quickly mm -hmm. um, and making sure nothing sticks on the And it has, the like, the Death Touch 2-1 mm -hmm. stuff. Like just It's all, all bad news for, for Gruul. Yeah, basically. So uh, Gruul is just, like, hoping for their... Um, basically, in that matchup, they want their... Uh, they want their scavenging ooze to uh, clean up. And now, I'm sure Gruel stuff. players will be ready for it. Uh, I know I packed Clothis, God of Destiny, in my sideboard, which one. is very good against Rakdos. But, <clears throat> uh, still, I mean, there's only so much you can do because Gruel is kind of just big creatures. Yeah. And so it doesn't like... Um, 
death touch. It doesn't like just six sixes for two mm-hmm. for four like uh, Kroxa. Yeah, doesn't like having to discard cards, and it really doesn't like instant speed removal because yeah. you often have to commit to stuff like Ember Cleave or cracking a fabled passage to give landfall triggers mm-hmm. uh, before they have to commit to the removal. So, but it's a really interesting matchup. I'm excited to to see what uh, what happens this uh, weekend. Yeah. Um, we got some uh, whew, we got some stuff on the line. So that yeah, here we go. Really fun. Weird two four. We've been talking about this for a while, so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited uh, to see how this goes. Me too. Um, I'm excited for next week when I get to uh, rub it in your face. I'm pretty well sure I get to rub it in your face. So, okay. <laughs> um, but with that, I'm gonna say we're wrapping it up. Yeah, um, one thing but right before is that uh, this isn't a game that just Zach and I have. Oh, to play. that's very yeah. true. Yes, you can also do this if you would like. Um, Obviously, get your friends, try to draft players or pick players or just pick someone that you like and watch them win or lose. Yeah. Like, that also works. And hey, just pick three from each league, even if you're not drafting, and a, and a deck or two, and see if you can get more points than we do. That's true, yeah. Well, we'll post this up. So if you can get more points than we do, um, well, I mean, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I'm going to say to that. Zach, we're not supposed to alienate the listener. That's true. That's very true. We should not alienate you. Um, but if you want to tell us fuck you back, uh, you can reach us at Arena Regulars on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, let us know who you picked. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find us on Arena, maybe on the other side of the table, as Arena Regulars Podcast. Probably Jeff uh, drafting some stuff and yeah. just kicking you right in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> It has been going that way lately, but I'm sure my luck will run out. (laughs) We'll we'll see. And uh, thanks to our one listener. Yes, thank you very much. You're the best. You know who you are. You know who you are. And with that, cheers and good night. All right, that's fine.